Where have the guys been? What have they been doing? Ask Irish Puddles. Alright. Welcome to another episode of the Battle of Lament. It's been quite a while. Uh it's been it's been a it's been a saga, so uh Irish Puddles appears to have some type of computer from the late 90s, early 2000s that can't seem to do anything. And we, believe it or not, this is what... Today is, by the way, July 1st, and we tried a podcast once a month since January, and we got one in. One. Every time we get on here, we fumble around for about an hour... So long that Bud finally has to give up. Then Justin hangs in there. And then Kevin gets all mad and starts throwing stuff and all this. And we can't hear each other. Can't do this. So like as per usual, as the commish, I have to save the day and sort this all out for us. And here we are. But we're ready. We're back. We don't have Bud. Uh, so Bud. Bud. There's, a, there's a massive... Uh storm in northeast uh, this evening that has uh, left Bub without power. So uh, we got three of us. Um, two of us, we can see each other. Right. And uh, I think the joke is on us also because we continue to have Irish Puddles in charge of technical stuff. And a little known fact for Irish Puddles is that Justin and I pretty much have a conversation after every um, failed podcast. They get to kind of talk about stuff and all this. So... Joke's on you, Irish Puddles. Always is. <laughs> Gosh, dang. Stop slacking. Focus on the podcast. Jeez. <laughs> this is out of control. What are you doing? Don't waste our space in Slack. I'm on, best, I'm on Best Buy right now. I'm looking up new computers. Yeah, you better be. My gosh. Okay. All right. So, like I said, sorry, guys. We really have been wanting to do a podcast. So, we... We don't want to let you guys down, say we're going to do something and not do it. So we're going to make this one work, even if it kills us. What's on tap? What's on tap? Well, it's been getting warm, but uh, <laughs> we know about this What's on Tap every single year. One of my favorite breweries in Fort George uh, collaborates with two other smaller breweries. Get their brewmasters mm. together and they come up with the three-way every single year. So mm. last year... Two years ago, it was probably my favorite beer. Last year, um, was not so good. Oh. Uh, yeah, it got real bitter and undrinkable kind of at the end of the can. This year, uh, they're back. So what uh, you're just, saying is it's like three different beers? It's not the same one every year? No, no. It's a, it's a limited release each year. Hmm. And, the, and the beer maker uh, does a collaboration with two other brewery beer makers yeah 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 and they just run a nice little limited release so the three ways just the three breweries together this time it's cloudburst brewing uh and ruse brewing in uh in portland so their brew makers came out with it this is an ipa uh 7.2 percent always have a good funky little can go get it it's delicious this year uh sell it in a four pack it can be a little pricey but uh you guys find it and you won't so they don't. It won't, it's, it's, won't be disappointed. So it's always called the three way, but doesn't have like a special name other than that. It's just like Bingo. shows that okay, I like that. That's pretty, uh, pretty Portlandy or Oregony. I've, I've always been a fan of the three way. Um, <laughs> <three-way>. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Irish Puddles, for that. And and thank you, Justin, for you know doing that for us. That's that's awesome. Enjoy that. I hope it's uh, hope it's a good one. Well, um, well, I just thought maybe I'd do a real quick recap of what's happened since our last podcast because a lot's happened. You know, I mean, no doubt. Yeah, and um, so let's start with the March power rankings. If you guys can remember back to then, do you guys remember remember that uh, that great night? And uh, you won the 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 competition. That's pretty cool. You guessed it closest. That was awesome. Who was yeah. the worst? Well, uh, we you did. You were the worst. Well, uh, the, <laughs> fact that, the fact that the best was like what was it? Four? Out yeah, of four. 12? Four. Yeah. Now, now it is tough because you get one off, and then everything kind of just goes from yeah. there. Yeah. So be able to slot. Really. Them. You slot them on the number. It's really it easy to mess it up. Down, a little more difficult than I thought, but uh, yeah, it came down to a, a tiebreaker, I think. And well, I think I got four. yeah, I think with uh, with so I think with five left, everyone else was out, right? Like, IP, you didn't get one right. In fact, it's funny because Irish Puddles sent me a um, a ranking like two weeks early. You know, him and Sourdough Sammy's kept sending me it early, and I kept saying, wait till you see the disclaimer, but they kept, you know send to me anyways um and you had four right um your first go round it was actually pretty good and then <laughs> and then you completely changed it and it was completely wrong so um you know that's like you 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 picked it actually based on what it should be versus what you wanted it to be so anyways um there was two gimmies obviously it was going to be Bedanka Bronx number 1 and Sourdough Sammy's number 12 I mean, based on the rosters and everything else, it seemed pretty clear to me. I was surprised no one else got closer. But anyway, so I think it was five left, and I sent a note to Boston and and Justin and said they were the only two that even had a chance. And I said, do you guys want to keep your um, picks or do you want to change them? Um, and had they both kept their, their picks, uh, they would have tied and split the money um the fab dollars but uh boston got cute and decided to change his around a little bit and missed both of them and justin kept his the same and and won there you have it that's how you get it done (laughs) yeah i actually got 12 for 12 but you know i since i'm you know the commission putting it together didn't you know it didn't matter (laughs) so then we went to the league dues so i you know, league dues, I, I said to myself, as soon as everyone pays, I'll open the trading up. Because that's why we always wait to do trading once everyone pays. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, everyone's paying early. Everyone was paying on time and everything like that. And then the 11th guy, I think, was, I'm going to say Gore. Um, and then he, he paid 11th out of the 12 and then three weeks later bungle pays so it's like we're waiting on one guy for so long that's why it took so long but anyways that's why we had to wait for bungle so that we could you know start the the uh league um the legal trade discussions which how'd you guys feel about that um yeah it's a while ago i mean the, the legal trade discussions. Yeah. 
What did I say? No, you were right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to differentiate exactly what date that was because there was, was a lot of early discussion again this year. It was about a month early because dues, dues were due on the 24th of April, I think, just give or take. And then we hadn't planned on doing any trading until the 18th for the league meeting. But Bungle paid on like the 18th or 19th or something like that. And then I opened it up the next day. So it was like just about a month, a little over a month, I think. For discussions, but nothing really happened until until the get together. Yeah. I mean, you can start talking to people without any weird stuff going on or anything like that. And I remember talking. I, I forgot how many trades happened uh, at the meeting. At the meeting? Um, only like six. It was not not a lot, actually. It was a little bit more quiet. Uh, it's actually been pretty quiet. Shoot, I had this somewhere. Um, I must have left it there. But definitely fewer trades this year. Um, probably fewer than the last two years so far. Um, doesn't mean anything, right? There's still time. And I just think, you know, people are a little more cautious or clearly are more cautious. Well, and also people have been kind of, they've had a plan they've shaped their team a little bit to that plan now and they're looking to kind of write it. So there's not as many drastic moves that need to kind of happen. I think there's a lot of people that are, that are comfortable with where their team's at and it's just, they're going to go into the year with it. Well, were there any trades that first day that you guys thought were interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see how many we had that night. I got it right here. Um, We had, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six that night. Can you name them again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one was Sourdo Sammy's Duck Cowboy. That was for basically the Jarvis Landry trade. A couple of picks uh-huh. in 2019, 2010, or 2020. Then Sourdo Sammy's and Irish Puddles for Levante David in a couple of picks. Um and then he got me and Boston Strangler traded Sony Michelle and Zach Ertz. Still don't understand that one at all. Um, and then Hawk Attack and Products for Cohen and Gus Edwards and a couple of picks. Um, then Products and Boston Strangler get the Deshaun Watson. Great trade for Products. I you know I'm not I'm not criticizing Boston because he's done a great job this summer, but I felt like he probably could have got a little more for that and then um products and badonka bronx for the keenan allen bunch of picks and some fab so and that's i think that's the thing i mean not to get too far ahead of ourselves in this in this pod and kind of who's winning the trading stuff thus far all that happened on day one and uh and products has really really improved his team yeah i think more more than anyone and those are two trades that are for two big time keepers day one so yeah, it uh, was a good day. He was prepared. I think he used the legal trading period to really get through that. But um, we'll get back to the trades in a little bit. But um, you know, obviously, then we got into the uh, roster cuts. That was the week before the meeting, and we had four teams fail to uh, submit their roster cuts on time. And Three teams. No, four. It was uh, Sourdough, Sammy, Bungle, Boston, and um, Hip Hop. Oh, and then 
that's right, because uh, only three of them lost picks, picks, though, right? Yeah, because it was so. So um, what happened was I meant to send something out like at eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, but I it just completely slipped my mind, and I then I'm like, oh crap, what time is it? And it was like ten after, and so then I informed those guys they had until four o'clock to avoid worse fines, right? Because I was like, you're all being fined. But, you know, you have until then. So for um, for Sourdough, it's his first offense. It was the first time he's missed anything. I mean, he's only been in the league for a year, so it's not like he's had a lot of opportunity. So, um, but he, uh, this was his first time, so he just lost 25 fab bucks. And then um, the rest of them, the other three guys, are all two-time losers, right? So they've, those... <laughs> Those are the three that got fined last year and three that got fined this year. So that's why I took some picks. Went a little bit heavier on the fab for Bud because he also missed the 4 p.m. deadline. I actually picked his roster cuts for him. Uh, So that's why a little bit steeper. But those guys were made very aware that the next time uh, the fines will be extremely harsh um, to the point where you know, depending on your league standing could be the end of it. But, you know, we can't have we can't have some people. This is too much participation in the league for us just to kind of overlook these kind. Of, and I give updates every week leading up to it. It's not. Rules are rules. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it surprises me a little bit with uh, with Neil because, I mean, he was two weeks early with trying to get the, uh, the predictions of the power <laughs> rankings in. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't hit this one. It's kind of unlike him, to be honest. But from a from a from a punishment standpoint, I've been thinking a lot about this because God knows we're about to look at some things. Kareem Hunt just got himself into the news here again over the weekend, and and Ezekiel Elliott was meeting with. Robert Wait, what do you Hill mean? What today. do you mean? Oh, you mean Kareem Hunt was in the news again? Yeah, yeah. today. Today. He had he had a little mix up uh, at a nightclub again oh last, last night. So uh, he wasn't arrested, but you just you never know. But I guess that my point is is gosh. that you should be more like the NFL commissioner and just be totally sporadic with your punishments. Like I don't think that they need to fit the crime whatsoever. <laughs> like almost like a wheel of punishment, just throw them on there, spin it. Because you have no idea. I mean, at this point, at this point, Ezekiel Elliott. Kinder bumped a guy, and the security guard is like, "I just want a better apology. I oh, just want a come better on. apology." And it's like, "What are we doing?" And now you got to get in. You're cuffed. You're cuffed because of an apology. There's no charges pressed. It's just, and because it's Zeke, let's just see what the hell is going to happen. It's a crapshoot. I wanted more guys, of an uh, apology. What do you guys think is going to happen to Hill? Well, from what I read, it sounded like whatever. I mean, they met for eight hours, if I read that correctly, yeah. and, and it sounded like whatever the discussion was or whatever the outcome was was very favorable for Hill, so I don't, I'm not sure what what that means, but I, I don't know. It sounds like maybe it'll end up being four games, but I don't think anyone knows. I don't think Roger Goodell knows what the, you know, the suspension's going to be. they're going to release the information or let us know what the hell's going on? I think what the Chiefs won was before training camp, right? I mean, that's kind of what it. I, I don't know. I don't think it's been definitive. I don't. Well, I don't like, know. like Jay said, it's a crapshoot. Who knows when they're going to let us know or what the hell it's going to be? That's what a good commissioner does. Yeah, exactly. Keep everyone guessing. 
<laughs> and then just throw a dart at a wall. Maybe I will start doing that. Let let the tell them they got a fine coming and let them sit around for three months wondering. No, what's it'd, be must, it'd be must see TV. You gotta you gotta just put a video up with a, a fine wall and just grab a dart. Well, I I will look into that. I, I or we'll do the the wheel of um we'll do the wheel of punishment. <laughs> good <laughs> well that was the roster cuts that was yeah i just i feel like i don't know how you can miss deadlines in this league it's just it's beyond me it's like you know you got all these other guys that seem to make it work but anyways um then we did the league meetings we haven't even had a chance to talk about the league meetings you know and how they went and i'm sure that he got me he's really excited about this part of the podcast because now he can learn about how it went you know like <laughs> <laughs> how everything went, how it went, you know, he missed out on it. That was such a bummer. But I got to tell you, like, what happened. So I was like, um, uh, I, I'm going to say, like, on, I don't know, two weeks earlier, like, on the 1st of May, I get a slack from him. Hey, can we talk about the the meetings? Like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, awesome. Like, let's do this, you know? And so I... He's, and he seemed really urgent. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he made it seem urgent on his Slack message. So I called him and we're talking about it. Uh, you know, we're already pretty aligned. Like we've talked about it a couple of times and we've been going back and forth. So I think we had a pretty good idea. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, something about this weekend during the conversation. I kind of, you know, was like, I don't, I think he must have misspoke. Like in my mind, I'm thinking he must have misspoke. And I said, well, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the 18th. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. And, you know, blah, 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 coming back and forth. And then that was sort of the end of the conversation. Then I got a text or a Slack from him, I don't know, a couple hours later or something. And, and he's like, the the meetings aren't this weekend? <laughs> that would have been on the 4th. And I'm like, I'm like, no, man. You got two weeks. And he gets spun his whole, like plan out of whack because he's like oh okay well I, I can make that work and you know that surgery on the 21st and or, or you know the 20th or whatever it was and he had that golf tournament and I, I mean yeah could you imagine like it's a Wednesday he thinks the party at his house with 11 other guys is three days later and what if no one showed up that day what if I didn't even catch that it was that he was thinking it was this weekend you know and he's weird. He's weirded out that you're not bringing it up, or with no urgency. <laughs> he's kind of thinking. The best part is like the the recovery of like, oh yeah, no, that day works. That day works also. <laughs> no, but he did a good job. You know, I thought it, like, man, his space, boy, he's done a great job. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like the the whole thing looks really great. That bar. The, the seating area, the TVs. I mean, he brought us, you know, had a, had that food truck. I mean, that was, he did a really great job. So I was super, I was super happy with how it turned out. I think that the, the meetings in my mind, I think the meetings went pretty well. What do you guys think? I mean, you guys, you guys were there. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I really enjoyed the space. I know he's been putting a lot of work into it. And it's also nice that the proximity to the corner saloon is so close. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish there was a camera in there when we all walked in. It was like bats out of hell. We came in, took over that place, and yeah, it got, uh, it got a little weird. Yeah, that was that was, uh, that was was perfect. It worked out great because we were supposed to go to Gore's, right? And like, you know, I ended up that 
the girls were like didn't want us there wrecking his place watching basketball so we stayed we stayed there but um kevin what are your thoughts on the meetings you, you didn't you... i think the location obviously top notch uh it's always nice to be in, right next to a bar that worked out well and i think that's uh the punishment actually went over fairly well i thought that was pretty funny sent a couple pictures to that was other awesome friends, other leagues and uh, that was whoa, whoa, whoa! Was, other leagues? Are you cheating on us? Other friends that are in other leagues. <laughs> oh, fake news! <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's another thing. Uh, are we gonna are we gonna change up the punishment every year? Or are we uh, yeah. just gonna? No, I think we yeah. we we design it by the individual. You know. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think that that went pretty well i mean god knows it's taken us long enough to come up with this one it'd be nice if there was just one ongoing punishment but until we come up with that we got to redesign it each year but it's well, good to finally actually get it get it out of the way yeah i mean i like the license plate idea we still should do that you know i think that's good i mean that, you know, that one would hurt on so many levels yeah but <laughs> you know what like hey and i i just think like hey someday i could be there and i you know i I don't want I don't want a punishment. I certainly wouldn't want to sit there at a bar with a bunch of people asking me what's going on with some doll. I I know that's probably okay with people like you, Kevin. That's why we can't, you know, we got to change it up every time depending on who it is, but that'd be weird for me. If you don't think that happens to me at least once a day, you're crazy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, it's guys, nothing for you. This uh this meeting though, the nuts and bolts of it like I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty sweet that Hawk came in and made the turn. Oh my uh, gosh, Hawk! Yeah, that's, crazy. That's, that's commitment. Um, but you know, we got into a lot of the rule changes and stuff. Again, this was you, you would have thought there'd have been a lot more uh, argumentative behavior and, and and different things. But I think that we're starting to settle into a sweet spot with this league. And you've always talked about it, CJ. You want to get to a point where we don't have the turnover year in and year yeah, out yeah. because I think that that's what disallows for the league to settle in and kind of all be on the same page. So there wasn't with the rule changes and stuff, people have, that were, there were some people that were pretty passionate about things a year and two years and three years ago. Um, have all kind of settled in and I think that we're in a pretty good groove. So uh, as much as we thought there was going to be a ton to discuss, we got through a lot of it really quick and it was really just more having a good time together uh, with people and, uh, and getting into the trades and stuff. Yeah, and I think that what I, I I agree, and I I felt like the point counterpoint would have been really fun last year, the year before, you know, and this this year was like I think everyone feels pretty good. There's a few things that people want to think about and talk about, but I think yeah, for the most part, we're feeling pretty good about it. But I think what I'll do next year, and I'm just kind of thinking through this, and you guys can tell me what you think is maybe we just go through how the league is set up and remind everyone how it's set up and does that make sense and you know how the divisions are set up and how how everything works and then talk about do we want to tweak anything in there in particular versus just saying a straight up rule i don't know i was just thinking that what do you guys think i mean i think uh, uh, you guys said that we're it's more about the individuals too i mean we, we've gotten rid of some people that you know i think that uh for the betterment of the league um and that's just kind of like trickling down in everything we're doing as far as discussions rule changes uh what have you so um i, I don't think uh I, I think as the years go by we're going to get to a point where the changes are less less and less yeah uh, i don't think we need to change a bunch of stuff every year and i think that's has a lot to do with the, the guys running the teams now i agree this is definitely our best group i i think everybody in the league is is strong 
I think everyone has a pretty good plan. Um, you know, you're not always going to like everybody um, all the time, and that's okay. But I think that everyone has somewhat of a plan, and that's that's all I ask for is that people are really invested and paying attention and trying to make their teams more competitive because that's what we want. Agreed. Agreed. It was a good meeting overall. Uh, well, we did speed trading. Speed trading actually went awesome this year. I agree. Last year was a mess mainly because we didn't have one of the people uh, available. So to kind of have everyone um, confined there and, and Boston present was the big thing. But I think that people speed, t- speed trading last year was a little, uh, it was a little too much to absorb. It, the first time around and people were prepared the second time around it was well, like hey yeah if i don't have I a agree. good pitch if i don't have a good pitch when i see this guy when he comes around he may be gone at the next person well and i think it mattered that we did the legal trading the legal tampering period or the legal discussion period or whatever because i think then like for the guys that i had ta- i talked to a few guys about some trades that so it wasn't the first time i'm talking to him it's more like right. hey now let's really like we can finalize this are we serious about this let's do this I think that helped too. So maybe if we can figure out the right thing to do and, you know, the meetings will be different next year, you know, we'll have to figure out what, what's the benefit of the meeting. Cause we don't want to have so much stability that we can't have a meeting. I agree. But I think that if we take a little um, less time on a lot of the, the potential changes and different things, kind of have an overview this yeah. in that chunk uh, and then maybe go two minutes or three minutes with the, with the speed trading because it was quick. You know, there wasn't a lot of time there. So you want more time? You're saying like 10 minutes per person or something? Well, what did we have? Five. Did we have? What was it? Was it five minutes? Five minutes, yep. Yeah, yeah, see, it felt like two. Well, there was a couple where that people kept rolling over. And then, you know, it's like then you're a minute behind on the next one. And then, you know what I mean? Then you're only down to four minutes. And then, you know what I mean? It just, like, I was trying to keep everybody moving just to keep it there. But if we want to do 10 or... We just have, like, maybe we, we have people set up time with each other. We try to actually spread it out, you know, where you have, like, meeting locations and you can schedule time, you know, um, you know whatever yeah. you want. You could schedule two different meetings. Who knows? I mean, we could have yeah, a lot of fun I, with I this. I think that's probably the best way to do it because we do 10 minutes. I mean, that's damn near two hours of just, of just training. <laughs> Which is what we spend our whole summers doing. So two hours, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I like like the free agent pitch though like i'm gonna have you over and there's gonna be like i'm gonna have a like your friends and family there and like a really all your favorite foods like a slurpee because i know that you like the grape and just sell someone yeah that that would be fun and, and you know and if you had like a space where you could you know, do a presentation or, you know, take them through kind of the pros and cons or whatever. I mean, that would be totally fun. So we, we really got to think about that. Cause I think there's something there. I think there's something we could, you know, I think there's something fun, fun for us there. So, um, anything else about the meetings? Cause I was, I mean, that's, that's it. And then we jumped into trading and trading has been kind of fun. It's kind of ebbs and flows. And we got to talk about the Irish puddles house of cards. I mean, what, what the hell happened? I mean, the week before, you, you and he got me are making bets. Oh wait, we forgot about Forbes. Justin, how you feel? You know, I'm, you weren't on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was inevitable. Uh, <laughs> you got to win a freaking bowl game one of these years, you know. All those people out there saying the rich get richer. Uh, nope. 
I, I love how Endzone is always talking about how he's, you know, the rich get richer and I'm a blue collar worker and he's got the third most <laughs> successful team in the league. It's like, what are you talking about? My gosh. His, his bench is going to go all in the first round. <laughs> I know. And he's like all out there all worried about, oh, I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, come on. Everyone needs a campaign mantra. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's how you build a brand. Whether it's true or not, you just got to you gotta preach it. He even has that, that lunch pal next to his name on Slack. Like he's just this hardworking <laughs> blue collar guy out there just making ends meet. You know what yep. I mean? Oh, freaking end zone. All right. Yeah, let's talk about the House of Cards. Well, like you guys have been saying, uh, everyone's got to have a plan. And so... uh, Yeah, explain the plan, uh, though. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to dumb it down for half the league, but uh, (laughs) put a little analytics into the equation this time around. And uh, I had an an offer fall on my lap from the commish, and uh, I then started... Parlaying that, as everyone saw with the other three trades that went down, and then I had to go on a search to find my fifth keeper, and I found him. Uh, found him pretty cheap, and I have my new five keepers and a shit ton of draft capital. Sorry, who's your fifth keeper? Uh, that would be Mac. Oh, so you're done trading? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is the time or place to be going over my my entire plan. No, no but, one's. Uh, I'll cut this part out. No one cares, I anyways. I don't know. Mac, Mac is looking quite tasty. Yeah, and he's 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 going only uh, four or five spots after Evans and, and redraft leagues. So, we'll hey, tell us, tell us a little bit about this draft capital you speak of. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that straight face, or are you smiling? Uh, yeah, just trying just trying to move up and get uh, draft capital, more picks, uh, trade in a. Attempt for a fourth that equals, you know, 60 to 72 picks of value. And, and so just kept on kept on going with that mindset and ended up with quite a lot at the end of the day. Hmm. Thanks for all the detail. Well, I always, I always tell people, uh, you know, I, I think it's good to have a plan. Even if it's a bad plan, it's great. Um, and I think that you have a plan, and I applaud you for that. It helped me get Mike Evans. I've been looking for a younger wide receiver. So, you know, like. Well, just Justin, uh, you know, Justin said it best a few weeks ago. Keepers win leagues. Draft, drafts do not. Drafts can help. You can uh, you can swing and miss a lot, which I've done okay, a lot. Okay, hold on a second. Sorry, let me just jump in there for a second. Is this another one of those things that you're trying to sell, but you're doing the opposite and not selling it? Like, is that what we're doing? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I think, uh, you got to have uh, five solid keepers. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I was ranked number one for a reason uh, with the best roster in the league. Uh, that's, that's still, it's, uh, you know, still what I'm shooting for, but I saw an opportunity to get some, uh, some draft picks and fill, uh, fill in Evans with Mac and see how that goes. Yeah. So you went backwards in your keepers. That's what I don't understand. So you are actually, <laughs> did, I, did I really, you're, you're arguing the opposite. You... Look, no, Hey, you've got a lot of draft capital. Uh, look, I, I applaud you for all the moves. 
from a uh, from an analyst standpoint. Yeah, I think um, he did great. From, from a from a um, from a Duck Cowboy standpoint, I uh, I middle finger you um, because <laughs> because because of the, the the seat in the House of Cards that was that was built in all of that because. I'm not going to air all our dirty laundry, but I was basically told to put in some thought in moving a particular tight end to you for a particular wide receiver and that the deal was done. It's 100% done. And I said, IP, I'm not going to get into a house of cards with you. You don't actually own the players. So you should not do it. He said, no. I said, well, what needs to happen? Like, I just want to know what the dominoes need to look like for, uh, for you to, to get said wide receiver and for us to make this deal because I don't want to waste any uh any of my my son my monday here um and you said look it's a done deal i'll just you just tell me it's a go and i'll reach out and get it and then seven other trades went down and ours <laughs> never actually got done and now you uh sit with mac and i sit here with that same tight end silence well, silence well i think we know what happened with that trade and so uh, we can't we're not gonna you know i'm not gonna share everything we're not going to share everything. <laughs> Why not? I'll, we'll cut this part out. It's fine. Uh, it was done. The, that, that deal was fucking done. He, I even sent you the... Oh, boy. <laughs> the cowboy back out on you, Irish Bottles? No, oh, my no, gosh. No. Oh, I no. I was offered... What was it? Mac and a first-rounder. He actually... Asked me, I was like, "Yeah, done." And then we, then we started talking about his draft and his picks going into this draft. And I sent, even sent Justin a snapshot of that. And then once we had, once I had that, I was like, "Fucking great, yeah, it's, it's done, Justin. Let's do this." But yet we stand here today, and it's not done. <laughs> well, who, who pulled out? <laughs> I didn't pull out. He pulled out. Do you I think, think I ever said that in your life? <laughs> who, who do you think I'd rather have or Mac? Irish puddles, let's get real, man. Let's get real. You have a grievance here. You should you should, you know, send your grievance to the league office and see if they can help you out. Oh, uh, I want some Kelsey. <laughs> uh, I guess a little frustrated because I I uh, I felt like I was better than getting like I asked all the right questions. It's like when you go into a bad relationship and you know like red flags, don't do deals <laughs> with the house of cards guy. <laughs> you ask all the right questions and you get screwed anyway. So, hey, it's I all part of the fun. I wanted them. Gonna leave a mark. It's all part of the fun. Well, hey, so that's it. That's as far as I've got. Now, now I know we were going to go into uh, uh, Bud's bag, but as we know, uh, Northeast Portland is flooded and there's no power. <laughs> so we learned that about, what, an hour and a half before the pod we were supposed to start. Maybe maybe not even that long. I, I, I don't know how long it was. But anyway, so um, what he wanted to talk about, and we'll do the Bud's bag thing. So go ahead right now. Go ahead, uh, Kevin. Do the buzz back. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buzz bag. Who has won the off season? I've got two guys that I really want to talk about right off the bat. 
obviously products has done great, but I think Boston Strangler has done phenomenal. Yeah. Those are my choices. I, I, and I, and I, I, I goes to products. Um, I think Watson might be a top three quarterback. Um, I think for getting him was probably the, the biggest, biggest change. Uh, I should say biggest, uh, positive change for any, any team in the league is that be a trade. Okay. I think, um, <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think products is number one. Uh, I do think Boston's done some stuff, but I think that, uh, year in and year out, um, our commissioner is probably number two there and he does it sneaky. Mm. We don't talk about it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and he won't bring it up because he, it's like, uh, it's like, Hey, everyone look over there. But meanwhile, um, he's built himself into another, uh, incredible team with a lot of draft capital. Well, I like, you know, I he mean, upgrades those keepers every year. <laughs> you got, you got to get, you got to get something. And I love the fab too. So yeah, I don't know. Products, Products, what Products has done has been pretty impressive, and and you know, and he's, I'm sure he's frustrated with the last couple of years haven't really gone the way that he's wanted them to, based on where he began. But if you look at Boston Strangler, I mean, he was one in twelve guys. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad. His roster's terrible, and now he's he's ascending faster than anybody. Okay, so most improved. Um... Still terrible, yes, but I'm just saying, okay. like, you know. He's, he's chasing burgers. <laughs> it's, yes, he is. He's trying. <laughs> no, he's done a good he's job. Burgers. He's done. A, he's done a good job. Well, then, then who's blown the off season? Who's blown the trading period? On the other end of that, other than Irish puddles, obviously. You got me. I don't know. Can't think of one. You got me. <laughs> I think. I think he made a couple of trades and he traded for more guys than he can keep. I mean, that's that's tough. I, I you know, I I think his team's better, but some of the trade moves he probably shouldn't have done, right? Um, getting rid of Earth. So what are his keepers right now, then? Um, let me pull it up. But like, I think one of the one of the things that I was surprised that he did. Um, was go after um, Hunt, right? But then also go after Sony Michelle. Um, let me pull this up. At the same time, but he moved him. But sorry. So he's got what he's got. He's got Lindsey, Connor, Cam. Um, sorry. Hunt. And so then his fifth is a choice of. Well, that's going to have to let Freeman go. Yeah, which he's probably not a keeper. But, you know, starting with getting rid of Ertz, I guess, for, for Sonny. I, I'm not saying it was the bad, it was a bad move. That's not what I'm saying. I was surprised that he got rid of Ertz with yeah. what, you know, because I know, because he's got, he's got Alshon. Like his receivers, he's got Alshon, Robbie, and he traded for Robbie Anderson. Um, he's got Lockett. He's got Kareem Hunt. Lindsey, Connor, he's got a lot of guys that he could keep. And a couple of those guys he picked up, and now he has to make a decision on what he's going to keep. And I'm sure he'll do the right thing, and I'm sure he'll he'll figure it all out, right? He'll get it all sorted out. I don't have any concerns about that. Yeah, but I think, I, I guess I I think that some of that is, is good. Make a moves, 
to bring in assets. I think there are a lot of. I think that too many people in this league might look at it all as very. Um, what's the word? Not unilateral, but uh, you know, I, I think I think a lot of times you need to actually acquire more assets to then try and go get what you want. Like you, sure. need to, you need you need to play, you need to play chess and not checkers. Yeah. And and a lot of times, you know, people just kind of look if trade A equals trade B versus just gathering a bunch of stuff and maybe trying to do something bigger. So I'm not mad at him for for doing it. I think a lot of, a lot of times people think, well, if I made the trade, I'm going to be the one sitting on a grenade uh, here and be the one to drop him in versus, you know what, there's a lot of time until the end of trading. So let's let's make some of these smaller trades. For sure. See what happens with injuries and everything right. else. Maybe injuries, that was... Capital. Yep, yeah. I was going to just then, say that. The injuries thing, you know, and, and that's that's a great point. Yep. It's better to have too many keepers and and someone's going to get injured. If it's his team, then he's got something there. If it's other teams, then now you can actually maybe move those people. But I think too many times, too many people get so worried about getting offloading anything for low prices just so that they're not dropping stuff into the draft, any of their values yeah. on their roster. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, a couple of teams that have been pretty quiet um, in trading, um, Hawk Attack oddly yeah. quiet, you know. But I know he's Same got point. he's got a really good he's got a solid team. He got Tariq Cohen, which I think he's pretty comfortable with, and he made a good trade um, to get rid of um, uh, shoot who was that? he just made another trade he, pretty recently. And his his keepers receivers are what Juju and Diggs. Um, yeah, he's got Diggs, he's got Juju, he's also got Cooper Cup, he's got Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams, um, and then he's got Russell. So what he decides to do there, I mean, obviously he, I, I would assume he'd go with Diggs and, and Juju, but he's got Cooper Cup there too, so he's got a little bit of depth if he's got injury. But it's just, I'm, I, Hawk is usually a little bit more aggressive, but I think he's pretty comfortable where he is. and He's got, coming off a finish like he had last year, yeah. and it's kind of like, you know what, let's see. What I'll tell you about Hawk, and I think different people have different strengths. Hawk is really good on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yep. And that's well, that's how, he, that's how that's he, he, he won. That's how he won last that's year. That's where he built and, and, and made it to the, to the championship. So I think that um, play to his strengths a little bit and don't give up some of the core that he has unless it's the right trade. Yes. No, that's a good point. And I, I kind of look at Enzone as the same, right? Like Enzone's been, been quiet. He's got... You know, he's got Tyreek Hill. Like, you know, what's he going to do there? He has got to decide. And, you know, he's got Adams and Galladay. Um, you know, he's got Mike Williams. Got some some value there. He's got Fournette Henry. Trade, he traded Mack, which I think was a was a good move for him. He had to make a move on one of those guys. Um, Goodwin, too? Uh, yeah, he's got Chris Goodwin. He he's legitimately has three to four players that he's going to have to let go. That will go in our first round. Yeah, that's what I think Duck Cowboy mentioned that earlier, and you never want that. Like, if you have to give up one guy, or maybe you think that you'll get to draft him back, but I don't know. To me, you, you want to see what you can do to get some, some. Or, or as we just discussed, it may end up working out because, uh, you know, it's settled down now, and now the injuries start happening. And yeah. The, you know, the, the assault and batteries and the uh, bumping of security guards <laughs> right yeah that there's always things, seems to impact you <laughs> yeah there's, there's things that happen and now all of a sudden he might be the guy kind of holding some assets and can get something out of it so. well the funny thing is about two weeks ago i was on fantasy bros 
and they do, you know, they start doing the lists as we get closer to the start of the season, like the top 10 here, top five here. And one of the lists were the five top breakout players, right? Like making, making the biggest leap this coming year. Four of them are on, are, are on Easy's team. <laughs> uh, he has like four of the guys that, you know, Williams, Goodwin, um, Galladay, like the, the, all three of those guys are, you know, the boomer bust uh, lists. And it's, uh, you know, I commend him for uh, putting it all together. Hey, I, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I, I, I'm not criticizing anybody. I think everyone's been doing a great job this year. There hasn't, you know, everyone seems to be more cautious. They seem to, they're really avoiding making any kind of decision that might make another team better, especially in their own division. I think it's great. And the only other one in the East that I'll mention is Hip Hop. You know, obviously he picked up Kittle. I think that was... Um, you know, was a good move for him. He needed one more guy. But if we move on to the to the West, I mean, Gore, Gore's the usual annual search for a running back <laughs> saga. Poor guy could just not quite get that running back that he wants. But you know, he got he landed on James White. He's already got Burkhead. I mean, he's got Jalen Richard, Duke Johnson. He's got Aaron Jones. Trade away um, Antonio Brown for for pretty good. I mean, I would have wanted to get rid of Antonio Brown if I could. I'm not saying that it was a bad idea for, for Boston, but, you know, it's like with he's got two other pretty good receivers, it's like if he could unload AB, it was a thing to do. But um, but then Bungle has been relatively quiet, you know, um, not a whole lot happening there. Sourdough has kind of got what he needs. I mean, we talked about products and Irish Puddle, so it's, it seems like everyone's kind of doing what they need to do, but um, that's just me. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with it 100%, but I just think that there's going to be, this is where this is where the moves kind of stop and stall for a little bit, yeah. and then the updates start coming in. And when you start seeing, you know, the two deep, three deep, and some of these rookies, and yeah. you know, things just start, it's, it's where it all starts to change. You start to shift your mentality, and sometimes um, we all fall victims of analysis, uh, paralysis by analysis. <clears> but, uh, yeah. You know, I, for me, you, you talk about, the top four breakout players of this year, I try and stay away from that crap because it's just people predicting what's going to happen. Yeah. I like to actually go with what's actually <laughs> happened, you know, in prior years. And so sometimes you strike gold on those, but you got to be careful with a lot of that. So, yeah. Uh, well, gonna... when, when the preseason games start kicking off and the football juices get going, yeah, that's when people start overreacting. And, you know, that third string running back goes for 200 yards. In the, in the game, they start, you know, people start reaching a little, but uh, right happens every year. Yeah, and, and, but, you know, it's like we got another roster cut, and then trading ends on the 10th of August. So there's not, you know, training camps start, you know, towards the end of July, middle of July, right? Um, somewhere around the 20th, I think. I'll have to look. But um, so that's when a little bit of excitement, but injuries start to kick in, and then keepers are due. The seventeenth, and then we then we draft after that. So lots coming up, but uh, let's move on to Justin's jibber jabber, jibber 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 jibber, jibber jibber jibber. All right, Justin's jibber jabber. What do we got tonight? Well, back by popular demand, the wheel. No, oh, yes, the wheel, yes. It's about time. It's been what a year? 
Yeah, it's been a little while, and you know, we talk a lot of football on this pod, as we should. I think that the the audience likes us to keep the football. So, but every once in a while, I like to get off topic just a little bit. And what I would say is, uh, we want some reaction from the league. So these jibber jabbers, I'd like to kind of hear uh, which way you guys would go on them. But uh, slack it. One way or the other, we'd like to know you're going to get our uh, our take here today. But uh, why don't you go ahead and spin? Yeah, let me spin it. Okay, spin. Okay, breaking news. What does that mean? Breaking news is the first category. Uh, And now what you guys think. Have you heard about breakdancing being accepted in yes. the Paris Olympics in 2024? That's embarrassing. Freaking okay, French. So I, I, at, like, at a first thought, you think breakdancing. <laughs> why? But then you think, like, ice dancing has been in for years. So why is it that much different? Because, hmm. because they're on skates. What are your thoughts before I give you mine? Should it? Should it not be? Like, where did it come from? Like, how, did, how did the, I mean... How did these things happen? voted on for the last 10 years? Like, I don't, I'm, I really don't know what to say. Well, doesn't it have to be, doesn't it have to be, like, X amount of countries considered a professional sport or something, right? Like, I don't, is it a professional sport in the U.S.? I don't know. Do they know. have leagues? Do they have leagues around the world that I, I don't know about? Guys, meanwhile, you're forgetting <laughs> to think about all of the crazy sports that are in the Olympics. Like, curling. How many times do you watch curling? I watch it all the time. Every I mean, four years. <laughs> every four years when it's on Sports Center or whatever, as you see a guy doing it on the, you know, on a like a a clip. There's some ice dancing is not that like. Would you rather watch ice skating couples or break dancing? That's a good call. I probably would prefer watch some break dancing. That'd be hilarious. Be awesome. Well, here, here, here's a question. Here's a question. Who's the number one ranked country? Breakdancing. I'll bet you it's a country in the Middle East. I will bet you anything. Like it's Israel or Iran or something like that because (laughs) I'll just bet it is. Like I don't know. I just have a feeling. Well, I'm excited to find out. I I think everyone at first, kind of with anything new, it's like, no, that's crazy. And then you look at what's already in and it would make way more sense to have breakdancing. Yeah, I mean, you make good points. Okay, I'm going to spin it again. Should I spin again or... Spin it! Okay, spin! (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Which Brooks Field? Which Brooks Field? Hmm, what does that mean? Some of you may or may not know that at the Great Odson Stadium, it's actually called Rich Brooks Field after the long-time hmm. coach, Rich Brooks. But this weekend, as people saw... I did not know that. I did not know. There was a different know. Brooks in town, Garth Brooks. Oh, jeez. Garth Brooks sold out Autzen Stadium. It was the first concert at Autzen Stadium since 1997, which was U2, and only the third overall. The one prior was the Grateful Dead in 88, which I remember as oh my a, a young 10-year-old. <laughs> That was a good show. So it got me to thinking. I'm not a huge Garth Brooks fan, but given the venue and how sold out it was and just the environment, I thought it was a great, great show to be at. 
best concert that you've ever been to or best venue for a concert that you've ever been to? Hmm. You go first, Kevin. I got to think about this one. I'd probably have to say David Gray. That was just like last weekend. Well, I've been to about seven of them. Oh, I've never heard so, of him, but he sounds great. Uh, he's, he's, he's just, he's magic on piano and he's Irish, so that's that's all you need to know. And, uh, probably tied with Coldplay. Love me some Coldplay. Ooh, that's all I got. What was the venue for those? Like, what was... Uh, so that's just, that's just the thing with David Gray. He only plays in like, you know, like the Snits or... Yeah, know, but like, those are cool. They're, they're great. I mean, they're, they're more, they're smaller. They're not like... You know, motive center or something like that. So that's that's definitely why uh, why I've, I've liked them over the last uh, 10, 10, 12 years. Wow, um, I would say that I went to I went I went to a Michael Bublé concert at the Rose Garden a couple of years back, and I gotta tell you, it was awesome. Like the whole thing was just amazing, and I and I, I like. The, that was that was super fun. I I, I loved it, and, and and we went we we seen him again since. But that one at the Rose Garden, um, like we we actually went and saw him last summer at um or in April um at the the Staples Center, and it was good. But that one at the Rose Garden, man, was awesome. Did he interact with the crowd a lot? Yeah, a lot, and it was. That's what I've heard. Yeah, he he did it this time too, and it was something about like the like I thought. Going to a concert, it was the first concert I went to in L.A. Um, in April, and I thought, oh, man, I bet the ones in, in L.A. are just awesome, right? Like, you're totally on your game. It's like being in New York or L.A., it's like it's got to be like they got to be on their game big time. But what it turns into is a pat my buddy on the back night because everybody who's anybody is at these concerts, and they're constantly – you know, making it about an individual or a group or whatever. And it was a little bit, little bit annoying, you, you know, yeah. kind of felt like it took away from the, the concert. Cause at the Rose garden, it was like, I think he had his family there and it was their first one that they'd come to in the States in a while. Cause they're from Canada or something like that. And it was before his son was sick. You know, his son was sick for a couple of years there, but he's better now. Um, and it, it was just really good. But in contrast, the worst concert I've ever been to, also at the Rose Garden, Garth Brooks. It sucked. <laughs> and I was so excited. Interesting. I went with, it was with Endzone. And so it was with uh, Endzone and our wives. And yeah. and we had a great dinner. Um, the concert was supposed to start at like 7.30. And it was almost 9 when he finally rolled out there. Right? Oh. And made us. Yeah. And all it had... No opener. He had yeah. some girl from his staff come out and sing one song like forty minutes in, and then we and we're like, "Oh, it's about to start." And then we sat there longer, and it was just this big advertisement for that, like his iTunes version. You know, you can't buy his music on iTunes. You can only buy it from his like weird site or whatever. You know that he owns something like that, and and then it's like the whole time you got these crazy screaming fans, and then he. He sings like two words of the of it, and then lets everyone else sing it the rest of the time. And I'm just like, "Are you not singing your own songs? You're gonna make all these crazy people out here sing for you." It was terrible. Hated it. Never go to a Gulf Garth Brooks concert again. Well, with that, Justin, how was the concert? Did we lose Justin? Think we lost him. Oh. He's frozen. He froze. Oh wait, 
No, God. he moved for a second. But yeah, isn't that isn't that crazy? It was just like crazy Garth Brooks fans. Yeah. Well, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Well, now now we can't. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not. Uh, oh, we can hear you. You're back. All right, we good? All right, feel like we're back. So I'm not gonna <laughs> die on the uh, I love Garth Brooks uh, hill, okay? Uh, but I do, I do think that there are a bunch of people that are. I think that's why venue and environment, you know, are are a big thing. Uh, just people watching. I mean, everything about kind of going to concerts is just as good many times. Uh, if not better than, than the actual performance, so um, it was a it was a good concert. Uh, he asked a local gal from Eugene the day before. Uh, <laughs> You're dying it's, he sounds like Max Hedrum. Remember? <laughs> you remember Max Hedrum? That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think he's still going. But hey, let's we gotta roll the wheel again, Kevin. So you ready? Kevin, I Oh no. Oh no, we lost him. Okay, I'm gonna roll the wheel. Okay? Here it goes. Roll that wheel. Yeah. There going. It's rolling. It's rolling. It's rolling. Alright. QB or not QB. I'm not sure what he means by that, but uh yeah, so, we... so Justin just got booted off, so Well let's well, let's go over a couple of. Oh, here he's back. He's back. He's back. Hey, so I I rolled I rolled to I rolled the jabber wheel, and it came up to QB or not QB. Ah, uh, QB or not QB. Yeah, that is, the, that is the question. Yep. You know, I've been going through this myself uh, a little bit with this whole golf situation because got finished, you know, in the top five QB. Uh, point totaling last year and then there's all of this angst to get uh, better at the QB position you know because all of these predictions are for Goff to be outside of the top 12 so um, you know I got it got me thinking like how many of these championships have the QB we always talk like there's a lot of filling QBs out there I mean there's yeah. people that have played yeah. week, week to week like how important is the QB uh, to an overall roster um, for those for those people that have won championships. Well, have you? Did you guys remember? Let me ask you a question. You're making a really good point. Who was the quarterback that started in my championship game? My oh. second championship. Does anyone know? Kevin, I, Justin, I, Tim Tebow. No, 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 no. I wish. Uh, um, uh, hold on, Alex, uh, Blake Bortles. That's right, Blake Bortles. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. That's hilarious. Oh. Of course I remember it. But then the year before, it was Aaron Rodgers, and I wouldn't have won it without him. I agree. So, but was he uh, a top producer that year? I mean, I know that I, I did a little bit of research and looked at uh, Ben Roethlisberger for Bungle last year. He was the he was the second overall producer yeah. in points. Yeah. So, I think it, it really carried him. But um, for year two years, you know, Aaron, year one, might have been there year two. He certainly was. No, well, yeah, he he was hurt all year the second year, and remember Gore had him, and and then, and then I picked and him then up. Did, yeah. Did, uh, did it, then Russell Wilson? Uh, he kind of led um, Bud, I believe, to his championship, if I'm not 
mistaken. No, it was Andrew Luck. Was it Andrew Luck that year? Yeah, that was his big year, and it was. And Peyton Manning was the first year with marinated and beer, but then what? who? And then it was. Um, who was it for uh, products? Well, see, it wasn't a big time quarterback, and and Mahomes put up, you know, by a mile more points. Yeah. Uh, last year, and it obviously didn't pay off. But I, I, <laughs> I, I guess that I kind of then started talking myself out of it a little bit, and was like, maybe it does really matter. Like, maybe to have a a top QB. Doesn't matter. What are your guys' thoughts? Kevin, go ahead. Well, Mahomes not, just didn't have a great season last year. He had the best season of fantasy football all time. He has the greatest individual season. And, it, I mean, like you said, no one would think Big Ben is was second best, right? Like, number one through 12, it's a crapshoot on who's, who's going to end where. But I don't know. I mean, who would you rather have? Luck? Rodgers, Mahomes, I mean, it, it's easy to say have, have a top quarterback, and I, I don't know. I, 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 I can see the way you go back and forth. I, I don't I don't know if there is a right answer. This has, has to do with who else you have on your roster. Do you have three solid running backs? Maybe you can get away with a Goff or a Big Ben or something like that. Well, I think that's the point. I think you make a good point, Kevin, is that if you have have the rest of your team that can, like you don't, you don't want your quarterback – your quarterback isn't probably going to win it for you. But I think your quarterback could lose it for you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, you could, you, they could definitely. If you have a bad quarterback, could definitely pull you down um, in close games. Like you need them to perform just pretty good. And if everything else above that is gravy, right? Like you just want them to get that twenty points. You know, twenty or so points. If Consistency, they right? Yeah. If they get you eleven points or something, you and you lose, that's because of them. You know what I mean? But if you have a strong enough rest of your team. Then you're probably okay to have a quarterback that's up and down, but I mean having that ex, I, I, having that top tier quarterback means a lot. I think with Goff too. I mean, he started started out so strong last year. Um, I think he was top five the first eight eight weeks of the season. Oh, he's um, putting up fifty points on my bench. <laughs> I mean, it, and I, maybe maybe that was tied to Gurley. I don't know. Like he, he his his second part of the season. Was nowhere near as productive as his first first. Uh, well, his so. he was good up until that um, that Monday night game, right? That that Monday night game where him and Mahomes went back and forth, and I can tell you, no one on the Rams was the same after that game. You know, well, the thing the thing that hurt him the most was Cup. Yeah, losing Cup yep. hurt him. His check down, um, Cup was on pace to have an amazing season. Well, did, I think that hurt him as well. Yeah, it didn't hurt that Gurley was injured there at the end, starting to have those problems, cup out, you know, and then I think it just looked like every time he was dropping back, Goff was looking downfield versus, like, he just felt like, it just seemed like he was chucking it downfield. Like, he just wanted to go deep on every freaking pass. It was freaking annoying. I watched a lot of Rams games, as you can imagine, so. I hear you. Well, I'll keep debating it. As for our uh, audience out there, uh, breaking news. Do you, uh, are you into the uh, breakdancing in the Olympics, yes or no? We've got uh, Witchbrooks Field. Are you uh, the best venue slash concert you've been to? I want to hear from some people. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, and QB or not to QB, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see. That one will play out during the year. 
Well, nice. Awesome. Well, that's it, guys. I think we're good. I mean, a couple deadlines coming up. Just want to remind everybody, August 3rd, roster cuts down to 10. Um, have to be submitted by then. Uh, trading ends on the 10th. Keepers are due on the 17th. And then the draft party's coming up, but he got me. He's he's hosting the draft party. Hopefully he can make it. Um, what do you guys do? Wait. You guys do anything fun for the 4th? Yeah, I mean, you know that we're coming back for the fourth annual uh, red oh, competition. Oh, yes. Again, everyone is, by, is invited except for you, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> but trying to get as many people as possible up here. It's going to be a parade, uh, water slide. Uh, Are you going to win? 5K. We're starting with a 5K uh, wow. this year for some reason. Um, Just so uh, you feel like you get some exercise in? barbecue fireworks the whole deal so uh anyone in portland wants to stop by uh come over it's gonna be crazy yeah are you gonna do a christensen court weekly we got to do that this year yeah we will i mean we'll see how it goes down after after hogging three rib championships in a row like three for three it's there's i haven't decided exactly how i'm gonna approach it this year um but we'll see nice what about you kevin what are you doing Sounds like you're not going to any barbecues or anything. No, no. Uh, Jameson and beers and fireworks. Those are always a good combo together. Oh, that sounds awesome. All right, cool. Well, what are you doing? In, what are you doing in Cali? Oh no, no, oh, I'm going to, you're going to Idaho. Yeah, I'm going to Idaho. We're uh, we've been renovating the cabin this year, so um, gonna go up and enjoy a little bit of it. There's still some work to do, but going up there, we got uh, got a little work to do, and yeah, so I'm super excited to kind of see what our contractor's done since he's been working on it since April and a little bit in May and June and then we'll finish it up hopefully by the end of September and we're doing Christmas there big family my brothers are coming down and we're going to awesome. come out there so it'll be all the brothers and my parents and stuff and their families so it'll be pretty fun looking forward to it beautiful well enjoy enjoy everyone it's good to finally get back on another pod yeah bud, we, we, we miss you yeah we miss Kevin. you bud come back soon Thank you for all the producing support. <laughs> yeah. Hey, actually, everybody, great job out there. It's been a fun summer. Love everyone's participation. We'll see all you guys soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.